was a good 30 feet away, but I could still see why his performance sold out every night that he headlined. The black gown was more subdued than his co-star's fuchsia and lime get-ups, but he downright emanated charm as he waved sparklers and grinned as big as the spotlight. Instead of his favorite blonde bob, he had donned a long brunette wig curled into ringlets. I knew who was responsible for the perfect hairdo, and hoped I didn't need to visit Vondya Vasilyev anytime soon. I wasn't her favorite client. Even so, I would fight anyone who said she wasn't the best wig maker on the Atlantic seaboard. As the pink parrot entourage drew closer, I glanced around to make sure I hadn't missed my contact. No one looked promising, and I turned my attention back, startled when I found Dolly's eyes locked on mine. He winked at me, and I shuddered. Not that I wasn't happy to see him, but being recognized still scared me. During my years undercover, I had dreaded the possibility that someone would know me on the streets and reveal my affiliation with the police. In that scenario, a quick death was a pipe dream. After I got out, I was afraid that someone from my past life would hunt me down. I made myself smile at Dolly, but didn't wave. I watched him turn toward the other side of the street and light another sparkler. Friend of yours? A voice whispered at my ear. I jumped and my hands flew to my mask, but it only took me a second to recognize the deep rumble of my former classmate, now decorated detective, Ellis Decker. Despite his well-deserved reputation for dependability, part of me was amazed that he had actually turned up. He disapproved of my desire to go after McGrelly on my own, but a desire to protect his city must have won out. He knew the NYPD didn't have the time or resources to pursue every cartel with its hooks in the burrows. If I were feeling sorry for myself, I would say that I had blown one of our chances. There weren't recruits lining up for full-time undercover assignments. I had been an anomaly, to say the least. The younger McGrelly brother had gotten my criminal charges against him dropped, and I was hell-bent on making up for my failure. I'd collect enough evidence for five judges and juries, never mind what puppet master was holding their strings. Vigilantism aside, I wasn't sure if Ellis would be happy to see me in any capacity. We could work together, but a great yawn of time and experiences stretched between now and when we had been close. I wiggled around until I faced him, his tortoiseshell frames a few inches from my face. The bright streetlights made his eyes look white behind the glasses, the eyes of a prophet, I always thought. I wondered if he knew my eyes were gray, or if he mistook them for brown and green and blue, as most everyone else did. My unmemorable appearance made me a decent private investigator, able to trail people without being spotted, but probably wasn't a quality envied by most. A glance at the attention-seeking revelers confirmed my theory. Why wear a tiara or fishnets if not to be noticed? Disappearing was my superpower, like it or not. There's no sending that sort of thing back to the manufacturer. A friend, Ellis repeated. Almost, I replied, which was an accurate description of my relationship with Dolly. It was difficult to make friends when you spent your time pretending to be different people, but somehow Dolly had managed to squeeze his way into my life. Did you find anything I can use? The crowd jostled me toward Ellis and he caught my elbow. He didn't let go right away, and I could tell that he was holding back on another lecture about the risks involved. That would be falling into old patterns, back to when I was cowed by the authoritative tone he had developed by age 19. 
We had been undergraduates together at the best criminology school in the city, and he had been the best of our class, valedictorian, an honor even his blue-blood parents acknowledged. By that time, my own parents had died, and I was looking for an escape from reality. Undercover work had seemed ideal, selfish even, and perhaps my current motives were selfish as well. I didn't want to worry anymore about hitmen crawling up my fire escape. I held out my free hand, and Ellis looked behind him. The celebration was a perfect screen. No one would notice or hear us. He reached into his jacket and pulled out a thick stack of photocopies. Not anything to build a case on, but I thought you might be interested in the restaurant. I squinted at the top page, which showed grainy photos of a swanky place called the Sky View. Tables for two looked out over Central Park, and I guessed the height to be about 20 stories up. Couples.